a calm, beautiful podcast. We speak about the light, hold back truths to spare your feelings. We never rock the boat. No unfiltered opinions here. Ah, no. You're listening to Unfiltered. Unfiltered. If it's politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, and everything in between, we shoot you straight through the eyes with the truth. Streaming to six continents from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and West Hollywood, California. Sponsored by the Stutzman Group. We're real. We're raw. We are unfiltered. This is Bobby and Luke. Welcome to Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. It is Saturday, December 26th. Now, Luke, being post-Christmas, I actually feel pretty good uh emotionally and physically i didn't have near as much food as i anticipated i was going to be eating so i actually feel good today oh that's 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 lovely i'm i'm right there with you i'm feeling pretty feeling pretty fresh pretty peppered ready to go now on today's episode we've got a guest the gold standard is back tk goldsmith how are you doing this morning Hey, I'm doing good, fellas. Thanks for having me back. So, TK, obviously, coronavirus, pandemic, uh, Thanksgiving was way different than traditional Thanksgivings went. Uh, Christmas now, just uh, less than 24 hours ago. What did you guys, you know, how did you guys spend your Christmas? What did you guys do to pass the time? Yeah, we, uh, you know, just traditional family stuff, just less people. <laughs> normally, <laughs> normally we go, normally we go back home over Thanksgiving, decided not to do that this year, just stayed here in Minnesota. And then, you know, same here in, uh, for Christmas, we just decided to uh, stay, stay home. Didn't really do anything too crazy. Did a lot of uh, FaceTime and, and Zoom calls with the fam, uh, let right. the girls like open up their presents from, uh, you know, relatives and that type of stuff. So, you know, pretty, pretty low key trying to just trying to stay safe like everyone else, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And Luke, what'd you guys do? Same. I, uh, you know, was able to, uh, get to a very, uh, distanced, uh, but very safe outdoor Christmas morning mass, which was lovely. And then, uh, stayed, stayed put in our, in our home, and uh had christmas just the two of us and you know as i was talking about it was really tough knowing that i have you know we have friends here in the los angeles area that were sitting in their their homes alone on on christmas but it was it was just the right thing to do the numbers are still out of control here and uh yep. it, just the safest way forward was for everybody to do their own thing this year and uh you know sucks but it's what needed yep. to be done yeah yep. yeah how about you guys yeah so it was just the four of us i mean like like the two of you we had you know zoom calls and several phone calls yesterday just checking in on Various family members, you know, usually it's determining if we're going back to Nebraska or if everybody's coming to Colorado and 
This mm-hmm. year was not not like that. We shipped out gifts and everything yeah. two or three weeks ago ahead of time. And, and you know, but the Zoom calls, you know, it was nice to see, you know, grandparents that are in their late 90s and, yeah. um, you know, loving the tech. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, why didn't you guys get into this like 30 years ago? You know? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, my, my 80, 80 year old mom, she, I mean, she's FaceTiming and all sorts of stuff. So it's crazy. Yeah. 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 You know, it's cool to see people embrace, you know, yeah, Facebook, everybody's kind of been on, but now these other technologies and, you know, like zoom, I mean, professional businesses, you know, we use zoom and go to meeting. We'll be talking with various, like we were on a call a few weeks ago with, uh, government in latin america then we've been on with businesses over in europe and and now you know people are using these just to stay in touch with their families for holidays so it's kind of yeah it's kind of crazy yeah. yeah just just have to excuse the uh my mom is also up there and uh you know sometimes it's just mostly her forehead <laughs> that i I'm talking to, but I'm like, all right. Like just yeah, just, uh, yeah, or up the up the nose. I always like the up the nose right. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like or, or the maybe. layered chin. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need you don't need it that close to you, mom. It's okay. I can hear you. Pull, pull it away a little bit. <laughs> so sports. The gold standard is with us today. We're gonna talk sports, a lot of sports. Uh primarily did the college playoff uh, association, did they get the four teams correct? Do we need to <laughs> expand to an eight-team playoff? Everybody happy with four, pros, cons. And then uh, prior to recording, we were talking with TK, and it was just announced yesterday that the Duke Blue Devils uh, female basketball team has called it quits for the season. And it doesn't sound like that's going to be the only team from Duke to call it quits early. It sounds like the the uh, the men's basketball team may be calling it quits as well uh, sometime here in the short interim. But uh, we'll get into everything on the other side. Let's do it. Yeah, pick 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 a good song. boy. So TK, college yes, playoff. We've got four teams now. Yeah, three, four best three, teams, right? Three yeah. are legit. You know, I would say three are legit. Two are really legit. I was going to say, Bobby, I'm going to disagree with the three on that. <laughs> well, depending on how you feel, right, about Ohio State being in there playing, you know, the few games that they did. So where do you guys want to start? Do we want to kind of start, like, with Ohio State? Or do you want to start with that Notre Dame losing and then getting into the playoff? I'm. Yeah, I think Ohio – I think Ohio State is a, a, a decent place to start. And, um, 
you know, I'll throw this to you quickly, TK, but the thing that rang true for me the most was when the head coach of that other team that shouldn't be there anyway, when Brian Kelly was saying, you know, hey, if the selection committee was filled with coaches, uh, Ohio State would not be there. You know, what, what it took to get a team, to keep a team safe or, you know, and to prep and get them up and ready to play for 11 Saturdays uh, versus what Ohio State ended up have doing, you know, uh, there's a significant difference there. And they're also now going into a game, you know, I, you know, Clemson's, you know, they got, they have a fully recuperated uh, Trevor Lawrence. So I don't know. I don't think this will be a challenge, but you could make the argument, Hey, you know, Clemson's played all these games, you know, and, you know, here comes uh, Ohio state. That's not nearly as beat up and hasn't had nearly as long of a season. Just seems like uh, I, I agree with Coach Kelly there that if it was coaches making the decision, uh, Ohio State would not have been there. TK, to you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I would agree to that to a certain extent. First off, it's uh, it, it's it's tough. I th- I think first off, Ohio State they can only do what they're able to do with the circumstance that they were given, right? So if you look at the Big Ten and the way that they handled the college football season, you almost have to blame Warren and the Big Ten committee and how they handled things in order to kind of look at the big picture, right? But, you know, Ohio State – and. This is a tough year, right? I mean, everybody you can you can debate one way or the other, but on paper, which most of the time I hate that fucking term on paper, right? I mean, yeah, everybody looks good on paper, right? But, you know, this team with with the teams that they've played throughout the year and the way that they've looked, you kind of have to say, okay, yeah, they're probably one of the top four teams. If they would have had 11 games to show what they could do, I feel like this team deserves to be in the top four. Now, with that being said, look at what they did in the Big Ten championship game. They had a few kids out because of the COVID-related um, you know, disease, whatever. So they, they had a few players out, specifically in the wide receiver core. and. Right. When you looked at the timing and everything that happened in that game, Northwestern has a really good defense. They always have. You know, Pat, Pat Fitzgerald does a great job with that defensive football team. But they gave them a little bit of fits, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that that wide receiver core wasn't there, had a lot of young players out there, and their timing was just off, and they did not look very good. And now going into this game uh, next week, they have wide receivers that are going to come back, but you know they had one less game to have that timing and everything go into it. So, right. you know, Ohio State, I, I feel like they are a good enough team to be in the playoff. Just in terms of if you're going to be a coach and you're looking at it and you're looking at the body of work that they have, they just don't have enough of it. So right. to put them in, I think they should have been four. I think Texas A&M should have been three, which we'll probably talk about here in a little bit. But, yeah. I mean, you could have put Cincy in there. I mean, you could, there, you could have done a lot of different things. But in terms of Ohio State, 
they have the players in order to be competitive. Maybe this is what I should have said at the beginning and we could have moved on. They have enough <laughs> players to be competitive. Right. But they just didn't have the body of work. Yeah. So what do you do with that? I don't I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt as well. I mean, I definitely think they are a quality program and they have a talented team. There's no questioning that. It's just the and, – and, you know, to your point, TK, it, it was the Big Ten that made the uh, made the choice to allow them to be in the championship, uh, you know, without playing the requisite number of games. So, you know, that puts the NCAA in a tough place because how are you not going to put a Big Ten champion in the playoff? So Right. Especially yeah. if they're undefeated, even though if it was six <clears throat> Right, right. But then there's that 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 other team, which hey, sitting here as an Alabama f- fan, I'm like, that's fine. Um, yeah, you're, but, yeah, you're you're shitting in high cotton right now, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking. I can't. Uh, I think I, I said on Facebook, uh, you know that that epic hit that Menchie had uh, off of the, the you know the interception and the hit and then the fumble and the recovery by the Alabama uh, offense again. Uh, I think that's what's going to happen to Notre Dame. Um, but uh, we, we shall see. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the topic of conversation around Notre Dame is their abysmal performance against Clemson, right? right. Am, I, yep. am I wrong to say that that, that in, a, in and of itself is a disqualifier, no? Oh, I agree 100%. Last, last podcast I did, I, I kind of mentioned this. I believe... And we talk about this 18 playoff and you want to ex- expand the college football landscape in terms of having more games in a playoff. Just mm-hmm. take the conference championship games. That's yep. You can just use those as a playoff game. If you yep. don't play well in a conference championship game and you lose, you automatically should be out. Now, if the game was closer and it came down to the last second or went over, it went into overtime or it was – a lot more competitive than yeah hell yeah hell yeah put yeah. them both in but the fact that it was a fucking blowout yeah, yeah come on come on i mean the red flags have to go up ding 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 hey let's let's make some money maybe i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah it, they, they certainly did not pass the 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 other term that i hate uh, I test. test. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going there. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I test. But they failed it. They failed the eye test miserably. Fair. And yet there they are. And yeah, I mean, is that where we're at? You know, with the NCAA, yeah. You know, they like to make their, their bills, their their dollars. Yep. <laughs> and call spade uh, a spade, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Notre Dame is a big time program. Uh, they moved the game from Pasadena to Dallas. So they've got a big stadium. I think, what, 16,000 fans will be able to attend. And uh, they know that, you know, Notre Dame has a, a rabid fan base that will travel and uh, will fill those stands. Now, I would also argue that had it been uh, A&M or Ohio State in that four uh, in that four spot that their fans would also have traveled, <laughs> especially A&M. Right. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. I think putting uh, uh, if A&M would have been in, I, I think Bama would have been headed to the Sugar Bowl because A&M would have such a advantage fan wise in the state of Texas. I would think. Yeah, and Ohio State fans they travel well too. They're right. they're 
they're pretty much up there with with Nebraska fans. They go somewhere and and they travel. I have a lot of Ohio State fans um, friends here in Minnesota, and when they played Nebraska, I think it was last year or the year before in Lincoln. They were all pissed because they couldn't get any tickets. They're like, dude, we always travel to all the away games. We can't even get tickets. I'm like, yeah, you you can't go to Lincoln, man. <laughs> like, we we sell out, dude. You can't you you can't do it. And then they finally found some tickets, but they said we spent like ungodly amounts of money just right. to go to Lincoln, Nebraska, to watch, which obviously was not even a good game. But but that right. they do that's what they do. So Ohio State would have been in the same in the same boat for sure. Yeah. So TK, what, you know, if you're on the committee and the other thing that kind of was surprising to me is, was the chairman of the committee kind of played it off that, yeah, we were all pretty much in, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of dissent. These were the clear cut four teams, which also seemed off to me. So TK, you're in the room. What are the four teams that are going? So I mean, I think it, it comes down to Notre Dame and Texas A&M, right? So that's kind of what mm-hmm. we're talking about here. And mm-hmm. if you look at Notre Dame and their body of work, that Duke, they beat South Florida, Florida State, who that's not a team that we hold in high regard anymore, Pittsburgh, right. Louisville, Georgia Tech. They beat Clemson, who didn't have Lawrence. Right. Beat BC. Yep. They beat BC. Then North Carolina, which they're kind of an up-and-coming team. So you could say that, you know what, that's a pretty good win. But I would have to say on the other side of that is it's young. They don't have – I mean, they have good talent, but it's young talent. So that's not as big of a win as you would maybe – you know, want to put it or in the realm of where you would want to put it in terms of wins. It's a good win because it was a ranked opponent. But – I don't, I don't know if it's as good as, you know, the Clemson win, for example. And then Syracuse was the last win. So, mm-hmm. you know, look at that body of work. The only real team that they played and beat was Clemson, but there's an asterisk by it because Lawrence Big wasn't one. there. <laughs> Big one, yeah. Yeah. Now, Texas A&M, I can see why they had – they kind of went back and forth on this one because Texas A&M is similar. I mean, they, they played Vandy first, Vanderbilt. Now, right. Think about how bad Vanderbilt was. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Texas A and M beat them seventeen to twelve at oh. the beginning of the season, seventeen to twelve, and then mm-hmm. Bama crushed them. We all know what happened there. Yeah. Um, you know, Luke, you just you, you don't need to chime in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they beat Florida, which uh, that was actually a pretty good win because Florida looks looks decent. You know, Mississippi mm-hmm. State, mm-hmm. Arkansas, South Carolina, LSU, Auburn, tel- Tennessee. Yep. So, you know, besides that Vanderbilt squeak by, you know, they had a really good win versus Florida. I think Florida, beating Florida is a better win than Notre Dame beating UNC. I think that's that's where you have to look. Yeah, because you, you can you can you can go back and forth on a lot of these different things, but if you look at the UNC game versus the Florida game, and and Notre Dame's win against UNC doesn't look as good as Texas A&M's win against Florida. And that's where that's where I would draw the line and say, Notre Dame, you're out. Texas A&M, you're in. Also, I have that you know river kicker. 
that they call the championship game where Notre Dame lost. So you right, have to go with right. And that's my whole thinking here is even before they had the selection committee, the playoff or anything, if you lost your conference championship game, you weren't going to the Orange Bowl. You weren't going to, you know, the Sugar Bowl to play for the championship. So now the selection, you know, committee's in place where they're trying to pick, even through a pandemic, the best four teams. Notre Dame gets manhandled like children, yeah. and they're one of the best four teams in the country. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, so here's here's my here's my question about so yes I mean A and M is a you know there's a good argument there but TK you know what does a group of five team have to do to finally break through I mean is it going to ever happen in the four team playoff and maybe this is the best argument possible for expanding that to what eight teams Yeah yeah it won't it. Uh, uh, they will. They will never get in unless they expand it. It just, you know, NCAA is too much of a money hungry, whatever, you know, scenario or you know, comment you want to use. But they're they're about putting the four teams in that are going to get them paid as much as they can get paid. Right, and, and understanding the NCAA is in fact set up as a nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a whole, whole different conversation, boys. Right? Yeah. Uh, there, there's a bucket of worms for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can go down that fucking rabbit hole. But, <laughs> exactly. uh, but it's, you know, no, they won't. I mean, if anybody was more deserving than Texas A&M and Notre Dame or shit, even Ohio State, based on the number of games that they played is Cincinnati. And right. That's that's a team. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see them play any anybody outside of their conference. But damn, I mean they they're good. They're, they're yeah. dynamic on offense. Their defense is decent. You know they have they have a good quarterback. They have on the outside and they're in their specialty positions. They have a ton of speed. I mean, it's one of those teams that I would love to see go up against one of these Power Five conferences just to see how they handle themselves. You know, yeah. it, it's but yeah. but. And I think for the casual fan shit, even for us that do podcasts in in the sporting world, I, in terms of just discussions and having conversations with other people in, in content creators in in the sports world, shit, I'd love to have a conversation about Cincy going against Bama or Cincy going against Clemson instead of having the ho hum oh shit, it's Notre Dame got in even though they don't fucking deserve it. You know what right, I mean? Like right. I mu- I much rather have those conversations than. The conversations that we're having now yeah yeah and you know one of the things that i've heard about you know any of the <clears throat> group of five teams is, is the competitiveness you know if you put right. so let's imagine a world where cincinnati comes in as the four team and so now you're going to have a cincinnati alabama game you know all of my prejudice aside really it, seriously it's not i mean what what it's, do you think that would look like, TK? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not going to be competitive. It probably in in terms of in terms of and here's here's why Alabama is so much better than Cincinnati in terms of what you're talking about right now. It's it's all about in the trenches. They mm-hmm. bigger, faster, stronger guys in the trenches that 
you know, they're not going to give the quarterback enough time to make throws and get the ball out to the speedy, quick, quick receivers and running backs. And it's probably not going to be as competitive as, you know, another power five conference team would be. But yeah, I mean, I I think put the, put them up against any of them. I mean, put put them up against Clemson or or Ohio state. I think the, the same argument rings true. They're, they're just not going to be, as competitive, I, I would I would like to see them play Notre Dame. To be honest, I wish they could they just <laughs> Notre Dame and Cincinnati after the way they looked against Clemson. Yeah, I mean, because I, I yeah. feel like a Cincy versus Alabama would look the exact same as the way Clemson did against Notre Dame or Clemson yeah. versus Cincinnati. I feel like they would be almost identical. I don't know if that was just a one off and and Coach Kelly didn't get his guys prepared. I don't. I don't know what the situation was, but they they looked that bad. They, I mean, Cincinnati yeah, could have fucking yeah. done, did that. I mean, right, and, yeah. and if, <laughs> if Notre Dame goes out and gets their ass whomped by Bama and it's not competitive, then why not give Cincy a chance, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, you're right, Luke. It, it, it could be an – it would be an ass-kicking probably. But, I mean, what if they came in and they prepared really well and Notre Dame – or uh, Bama thought – Freudian slip there. A- Alabama thought <laughs> – Oh, hey, the, we're just going to walk right through these guys, and they don't prepare right, the yeah. way that they were supposed to prepare. And then Cincinnati shows up. You never fucking know. I mean, I much rather yeah. have that than Notre Dame going in there and getting their ass kicked. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Irish don't have a great uh, record of, of success in the playoffs, so we will see. Uh, <laughs> we, we will. We Let's will go. See is it, how this one goes? <laughs> is it? Is it the one? The New Year's Day, right? Is it New Year's Day yeah. yet? Can we play these games? I'm so excited. Right? I can't wait. I can't I know. Wait. I know. We woke up this morning and it's uh it's a Saturday. And Josh looks at me and is like, We got football today? Nope. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, god damn it. Watch, watch NFL, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> so TK, well, actually, real quick, real quick, yeah. these four yeah. teams aside, what happened to LSU this year? Oh, oh boy. Shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, beginning of the year, they signed Bo Pelini, defensive yep. guru, to a shit ton of money, <laughs> and they're paying him off. You longer uh, there. I mean, I thought LSU was just going to be rock'em, sock'em, fucking kicking ass this year. Bobby, Bobby, you know how to answer. You know how to ask, not answer. You know how I need a mulligan. Rewind that shit. <laughs> you know how to ask the questions to get your guests fired up. Because that's, I mean, I'm. This is uh, for my next episode. This is going to be one of the things that I talk about. But uh, right. my my uh, my wife is from Louisiana. Uh, her dad is a huge LSU fan because they grew up there and gotcha. uh, yeah. my wife almost went to LSU, but she went to Tulane instead. But long story short, I, I follow LSU a lot because my father-in-law and I talk about it a lot. So it's, it's one of those things where they did so well last year. It's one of those programs that you always think they're just going to reload, right? Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't rebuild, they reload. So they bring in Bo Pelini, which, He's been there before. Yep. He won a championship. Won a championship. He he has a really good defensive philosophy back then. I mean, you remember you remember when that was? Uh, I can't think the exact date or the the year, 
that he won that. It would have had to have been their mid 2000s, right? But the offenses back then, especially in the SEC, what were they built off of? NFL style offenses. Right. So, 2007. 2007. So NFL style offenses where they lined up in the I formation. It was just, it was bang, bang. Everybody just, just super physical football, just like they play in the NFL. And even the NFL is starting to, to kind of filter away from that style of football as well. Right. Bo Pelini hasn't been able to adjust his philosophy to the style of football that they're playing now, especially in college. The spread. Mm -hmm. Spread the spread offense. He he he's all about the trenches, hard hitting, physical football, and he right. hasn't been able to evolve to the spread type of offense. And it started at Nebraska when he right. was in the Big Twelve and he was playing all those teams that had the spread type offense. You, you saw what happened at Nebraska right. every right. single week. It was like holy shit! I thought Bo Pelini was a defensive guru. Right. And we're just getting right. shredded. And yep. he just hasn't evolved. That's gotcha. the word that I want to use and, and what's happened. And it's unfortunate. You would think that you would give him more than one year. Yeah. But but that's today's day and age. You're just yeah. going right. to throw money at the problem and let's move on. Mm. Yeah. I mean, why, you know, either evolve or get out of the way. And I mean, would you, what are your thoughts then since we're, since we've gone down this way, uh, you know, the rabbit hole is open after, and let's just jump in after the great COVID year, you know, uh, 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 Auburn decides to make this the year that they part ways with Gus Malzahn. Uh, you know, what, what the fuck is going on there? I, I literally, when I, I read it, I thought fake news, right. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag yeah. fake news. I'm like, this is full. Of, you're so full of shit. Right. There's no yeah. way. There's no way that this is true. I'm like, right. I went down and I, again, we talked about the rabbit hole. I went, I went down and I was like, this can't be, I'm Googling shit. I'm like, holy cow. They really let him go. That's fucking insane. Right. And right. After like extending his contract. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. it was absolutely crazy. I'm like, you guys, seriously, based. I mean, look at, I mean, look at the Big Ten, for example. You can, I mean, you can go all over the country with NCAA football and look at all these programs that used to be successful. Shit, they were successful last year that right. had terrible seasons because of COVID. Penn yeah. State, yeah, I mean, Penn yeah. State's a, a perfect example. They didn't, they didn't fire Franklin, like. Just yeah, sometimes bro, I thought Penn State was in coming into the season. I thought Penn State was a team to beat. Mm-hmm. You know, For other sure. than Ohio State, of course. But you right, know. Yeah. Michigan. Yeah. You know, we'll get into Michigan next. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Sometimes, sometimes these guys and the fans and ads and sometimes you just got to take a step back, take a deep fucking deep breath, take a fucking deep breath. Just yeah, chill for a second. Think about oh, like that's understand, the understand the understand the circumstances and then make an evaluation off the circumstances. They're just like fucking hot headed and like, dude, here we go, fire them all. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and the thing, you know, you're mentioning the fans. Gus is pretty well liked, you know. I, I, I've got several, you know, obviously because of Josh being where he's from, you know, we oh, have yeah. a lot of yep. Auburn around us as well. And, you know, ever to, to a person, everyone I talked to was like, nah, this, this isn't right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, they should at least let him have next year to see what, right. what, what goes down and then, you know, go from there. But okay. Yeah. So hang so hang on. So you Auburn and Alabama, your family meetings or get togethers must just be <laughs> insane. They must suck. Yeah, yeah. When we go down south, it's always very interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, uh, got Auburn and Alabama fans in the same building. That that should yeah. be. Uh, yeah. you, you need to go. You need to. Go, you talk about unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. You should do that shit. <laughs> that, that is the uh, yeah yeah. That is the the true house divided. You know, I don't I don't care what anybody says about any other rivalry when it comes to Alabama. Just because they're also, you know, it, it is it truly is. Uh, ESPN did a thirty for thir- thirty by thirty, but about the Iron Bowl, and it really oh, yeah. crystallizes. It's just crystallizes what that rivalry means to the residents of Alabama. And yeah, it's really. Cool. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a hell of a hell of a good time getting to experience it firsthand. <laughs> I bet, I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk Michigan, there, Bobby. What do you got? What do you got to say about that? Well, it's it's definitely been interesting, right? When you look at just the you know the rivalry with Michigan, Ohio State, Jim Harbaugh oh, yeah. being at Michigan, they have yet to beat Ohio State based on what I'm looking at as far as Jim Harbaugh's record. Yep. They're they're you know, they've not beaten Ohio State. They've not done anything in a Big Ten championship for years now. Um and I'm just reading an article as we speak that uh back in March they were gonna actually extend Jim Harbaugh's contract and they put that on the back burner and it has yet to be extended. Oh, so, so it's uh, interesting to see if if Michigan at the end of this season decides to make a switch. Yeah, because I think the it was interesting when it first came out because the extension was less than what he initially got. Right. So it, the the writing was kind of on the wall for a lot of content creators out there and, and media heads talking about ah Jim Harbaugh's out. They're they're extending a contract that's less than what it was before. I think the buyout was less than what it was before. Like, here, go ahead, Jim. Please sign this. Be naive, and then <laughs> let's fucking get rid of you. I mean, right. I think he probably saw the writing on the wall too. Because, I, I mean, here's the thing: I when it comes to Michigan football, I think we can put a lot of comparisons to Husker football because you have. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh, that is a guy that went to school there. He was supposed to be the savior. He came in. He did pretty well at the beginning, and now he struggled. And if you're a Michigan fan, that Ohio State game is the creme de la creme, right? I mean, that's the one that you look at every year. I don't give a fuck if you win one game all year. As long as it's fucking Ohio State, then we're good. But yeah, yeah, he hasn't beat them. (laughs) So... You know, well, even though 
even though you're you're the man. You know, hypothetical here, real quick. Texas was offered to Urban Meyer, right? Mm -hmm. Rumors had it was ten million plus. Uh, you know, Texas is not an ideal location for coaches that their their board or, or the committee gets involved and questions your every move. Urban Meyer didn't like that, so he walked. Right. Hypothetically, yep. if Michigan does have an have a vacancy. Would that be a, a good fit for Urban to come oh. out of? <laughs> Holy shit! Right, that be something. Just does a bear shit in the woods. I mean, <laughs> does a howdy doody have wooden balls? I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it would be. I mean, Michigan. If I was a I, shit, I might convert to a Michigan fan because <laughs> he he knows how to win in the Big Ten, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he has he has the pedigree. He he's been there, done that. He knows he knows exactly what type of football team in this day and age. We we talked about it with Bo Pelini and everything that's evolved and changed. He knows how to coach that run pass option in the Big Ten and spread teams out that are more physical than maybe his team would be. And night, oh my God, yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you be you be you be stupid not to. He would be your first call. 100% right. be your first call. Yep. Yep. Got it. Because I've been thinking that really ever since, you know, reading the article about uh, Michigan not extending Harbaugh yet, and then him turning down uh, Urban, turning down Texas. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, the, the sun and the moon could align. And I mean, Michigan will offer whatever it took to get him. And, you know, Urban said he's waiting for the you know the one opportunity where he has basically full autonomy over the entire program yeah. and you know i think that would be a, you know a great fit and then you know just you know adding well, even more fire to the rivalry with ohio state oh, oh that'd, be, shit, that'd yeah. be yeah that'd be crazy you said full autonomy so you mean cheating right whatever <laughs> take <laughs> i'll be there four years i'll win one championship i'll do whatever it takes and then i'll go and, right. and be an analyst for two or three exactly. more years. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Urban, if you're listening, Urban, if you're listening, I love you, bud. I'm not I'm just <laughs> joking. If you have a spot on your program or your staff, I'd be interested. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, so you know, to some some more prickly news. You know, we we talk a lot of politics on this show, and so I just have to get your <clears throat> thoughts on this, uh, TK uh since we have you here and you know we had the great you know social un unrest and uprising over the summer and uh we, we we had the washington football club finally decide you know we need to maybe find a different uh mascot uh they the nfl you know painted let's end racism on the fields and um now you know uh, have we seen have we seen enough from the NFL in terms of what they did to cap? What you know, you know, like what what could Roger Goodell do to uh, clean things up and move forward uh, in a better light? You know, this is it's always always a tough conversation, right? I mean, yeah, doesn't yeah, matter yeah. doesn't matter what side you're on. It it always it always kind of pulls at the heartstrings. Yeah. Every every single time, no, no matter 
what situation you come from or, or where you're from. Right. So mm-hmm. I truly believe this is heart of hearts, like just no bullshit unfiltered as a motherfucker because right. I'm on unfiltered. Right. There you go. You have to, in my opinion, you have to do whatever it takes to make every single person equal, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. So when you sit down in a room and you're a leader of an organization, you need to take a mindset of how can I make every single thing or person or situation equal? Right. And if you're not doing that every single day, then there's a problem. And when it comes to the NFL, I feel like I, I don't, I'm not behind the scenes. I don't understand where Roger Cadell is and all the other, you know, chicken heads that he has around him. Right. right. I, I don't know what they talk about, but they should be talking about that. What can yeah. we do to make every single person in the NFL equal? Right. And you know, that that's my, well, and then you look at Jerry Jones, right? Dallas Cowboys, you know, for weeks, he wasn't saying what if he was going to participate in kneeling during the anthem. He ends up kneeling during the anthem, participating with his team. And yeah, then yeah. later he's talking shit about it, you know? Well, right. well, he did it at the time because everybody was pressuring him to do it. Right. And, right. and I don't know. Right. And when you get pressured to do something, you do it. But right. do you do it for the right intentions? That's that's the thing that we have to look at. Like, are you doing it for the right reasons? Or are you doing it because you got some social media backlash? That's what we have to talk about. Damn right. And then flipping back to the NCAA, because you know, let's 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 keep our eyes on the the true enemy. Um, <laughs> boom! Boom! We've got a number. Yeah. We've got a number of okay. states now. We have a number of states now, such as like California, that have uh, approved legislation, passed legislation to allow, uh, you know, college kids to make money off of their likeness, you know, and their number and whatnot. Uh, And the NCAA has responded by basically saying that they'll, uh, you know, form a commission to review the matter, which I think we all know what that fucking means um so you know what what's up tk like what 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 is it going to take for the ncaa to you know let these kids like take the billions and billions of dollars that are made off of the college football final the fucking march madness every year what what what's the right way forward here i i think i think the best way to do it is let them get paid off their likeness yeah, because if you look at because there's been a couple different scenarios here. One is they can you like each team or each each team each college. I need a mulligan rewind that shit. So <laughs> each, yeah, yeah, do that shit. Yeah. Um, so each college can pay their players X amount of dollars, right? So. Mm-hmm. The, the problem with that is Title IX. And I'm not saying, a, and forgive me, because I'm not saying it's a problem because it's important. Title IX is important. I've got two daughters. Like Title IX is, is on the top of my list of things that are definitely important. But when it, comes to, when it comes to using paid for players 
per college, you you can't compare because a USC, uh, LSU, uh, some of these bigger time colleges, they can pay more per, especially in California, you can pay more because the cost of living is more. So they're, they're going to actually get more money to go to any uh, California or Colorado or New York school than they would any school in the Midwest because of the cost mm-hmm. of living. So that's what they were trying to base it on. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like that works because the 12th player on the girls' soccer team has to get paid the same amount that the – number one guy on the college football team gets paid because of title nine. So that's what I'm I'm saying there. So, so they can't do that because it's not fair across the board. Right. So if you move to likeness, then everybody wins. So if you're, you know, one of the top players on the team, you're going to get paid accordingly. If you're, you know, the, 12th person on the soccer team and you're likable in the community and you can get a, you know, uh, um, sponsorship program with the local Ford dealership, you can do that yep. too. So right, yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody wins as long as yeah. you're a good salesperson and you can go in and say, Hey, I, I go in and, you know, play for this team and I can talk in the community and tell all my friends or, do the social media account thing. And because now social media, you can reach anybody. Right. So there's, there's so many different avenues with likeness that just go that route. I mean, it's a fucking no brainer. Like don't over, don't overthink it. Just go ahead and sign it and say, yep, no big deal. Let's go ahead. Because then you won't have all this flip floppy bullshit, especially in college football of, well, I'm going to transfer and go somewhere else. And I I feel like it's going to be, well, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe not. But anyway, it, it, I just feel like it's it's a no brainer. If you're going to pay players, let's just go the likeness route and just yeah. call it good. Yeah. So then uh, we're talking uh, college college athletes with agents, then essentially. I say, uh, I say, go. fucking absolutely. You know, you think about you know TK the documentary of the Fab Five, right? Yeah. Mm. Jalen Rose is telling them, you know, telling telling the viewers. You know, they're dead broke. Michigan goes from making 12 million a year on jerseys to like 35 million a year. And Jalen Rose, a starter on the Fab Five, couldn't even afford a winter coat. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so when, you know, whenever this you know conversation comes up, I'm like, you know, likeness, absolutely. If you're playing for, you know, Michigan basketball and you get a contract, say directly with Ford right? Ford manufacturing all over in Michigan. And, you know, you're getting paid off that. The university's getting paid off that. And then you do, you know, Carl's Jr. contract or a McDonald's or In-N-Out Burger or whatever the case is. I mean, (laughs) you know, if you think about the possibility, you know, likeness could just be absolutely massive, not just in the short term either, but long term, right? They continue selling the Goldsmith, Michigan, Jersey, you're going to get paid percentage off that. Why not? Yeah. Nope. I agree. But the only, the only, the only problem I see with that Bobby is the agent aspect of it Yeah. because, because here's, here's the deal. So let's just say that I'm at Nebraska, you know, we're having a pretty good season. I'm doing pretty well. 
I got a Ford dealership locally here that is paying. Then all of a sudden my agent says, oh shit, hey, you know what? You can go to USC. I got a booster <laughs> over there that says, hey, I'm going to pay you fucking double for the same Ford dealership in, yeah, right. in LA that right. we're paying you in Nebraska. What do you think? Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. A, a 19, 18, 19, 20, 21 year old. I'm like, I'm fucking jumping ship, homie. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, that's the only problem with the that's the only problem with agents because yeah. they're gonna look go out there and look for the best deal that they can get. College students, you know, they may be comfortable where they're at, but mm-hmm. agents, they're looking for money. So right. it's gonna be right. it's gonna be it's gonna add to that dynamic that that dynamic. And maybe with this, it's two birds with one stone where, yes, players will get paid on their likeness, but then they're going to address the transfer portal bullshit. Like you you sign up and you're committed to USC. You're there for two years. It's not I get pissed off for the coach. I'm going to enter the transfer portal and transfer to Florida in six weeks. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you're going to – that's a good point because if you do that – if you say, okay, these guys can get likeness, they can have agents, then the the transfer aspect of things has to tighten up. Yeah, because if, if you don't if you, if you don't tighten that up, then because right now it's just a fucking free for all. I mean, it's fucking bullshit. Well, and a lot of Nebraska fans, like somebody commits, and you'll see on a Facebook post or a Twitter tweet, like all this bullshit of like, oh. Oh, oh yeah, it's great to see this four-star C cornerback coming to Nebraska. Oh, he'll be there for two or three months and then he'll fucking transfer. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. every well, and here's the thing though. Like you, we're all like Nebraska's in such a fucking bubble sometimes. Like, dude, look at the total landscape at NCAA. Like every single team has the same fucking problem. Yep. Like, yep. but Alabama, let's Luke. Uh, you yeah. know, we'll 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 go there for a second. I mean, Alabama, they have so many goddamn five star players. It doesn't fucking matter. No one ever hears about or listens to anybody that transfers yeah. out of Alabama because no one yeah. gives a shit. Yeah. Because yeah. It's the next trans- transferring to Florida, well, he Alabama's got six more five star. Yeah, they, they got all these five star players. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they, I mean, the, the the biggest one this year, and it went. God, I mean, just grossly underreported was Talia, Tua's little brother. Yeah. Went to Maryland, had a pretty decent season, but no one's talking about him. Everybody's talking about my boy, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. (laughs) Well, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, it's just, it's next man up there. You have so many good players that no one cares if anybody leaves there. Nebraska is yeah. just in such a dire straits right now that like everybody can just sit there and fucking nitpick every single little thing that they want to nitpick because uh, we don't have anything else to do because we're losing football games. But every single every single football team right now in NCAA has the same problem. Point, Absolutely. Point you know, and to Luke's point real quick with Tua, at Alabama, he was getting all kinds of spotlight, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before he was even really yep. playing, it's like he's the next up and coming, you know, next okay. big thing. And yeah. then, you know, so if you're paying players, it's like, well, maybe that's incentive to stay at Alabama because I've got more contracts, more commissions yep. coming in. I mean, if they play this right, I mean, these guys could be set up before 
they even get an NFL contract. But then how is that going to affect that NFL contract? You know, you know? Um, Alabama has been – I don't know if they've been on record or not, Luke. You can you can quote me on this. But I feel like they're, they're one of the teams that is against the – the likeness aspect because they're yeah. they have such a small market yeah well yeah it would be for them and that that's okay so you know we were kind of talking about this briefly um but you you hit on it tk it's the kid that is playing you know in alabama i mean if you're a superstar you've got national media so if you're a tua okay great but that's you know cool. if you're either even even if you're a top rated you know, will be certainly uh, a NFL first rounder uh, like uh, Alex Leatherwood. You know, lineman. You know, you're you're, not, you're probably not going to get much outside of you know Montgomery or or uh, you know uh, you know one of the other major uh, cities in, in Alabama. Versus if you play at a yet yeah, to your point a USC or something along those lines, uh, those kids you know that don't have you know a lot of media spotlight we'll be able to get better deals, better, better sponsorships and whatnot. And so what will that mean? You know, hopefully, you know, kids still want to play for, for winning programs and kids still want to be a part of a winning team. But uh, yeah, it, it really brings into question, you know, I just, I don't want to get to a place where a, you know, 18, 17, 18 year old, you know, uh, high school senior is, is, thinking money before they think where do they want to really go play and what coach do they really want to go play for? Yep. Couldn't agree yeah. more there. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, a, it's a double-edged sword, right? Right. I mean, yeah. do you want to, you know, the whole, the whole point right now is, and I'm a firm believer of, Hey, let's go get an education. Let's get it paid for. Let's mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. to an org. Like, let's go to a, a university where, I can learn from one of the best, become the best uh, young man or woman that I can before I graduate high school and, or college and then go and do whatever it e- needs to do in, in the real world, right? So yeah. it's one of those things where you just you kind of have to look at the, the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And you just, yeah. When you bring likeness and money into the situation, ah, clouds everybody's judgment. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> definitely a story to watch as we as we move forward. Because I mean, I, I look, I have, I, I am in full agreement that these kids that universities are making, you know, just millions and millions of dollars off the back of in the NCAA fuck them. Um, they should get compensated in some way for sure. But exactly. how to make it fair and equitable is really up for debate right now. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe they have a pool TK and they have, okay. So if you're on the football team, regardless of your, your star power, right? There's basically a base payout. And then for those those Heisman candidates, those those all stars that are first round, second, you know, whatever draft pick they are, that's where the agent comes in and working directly with the university, right? So the university would have say, you know, you don't want some some star running back doing a contract for some strip club that's down the street, you know. Um, 
And you know, so the university obviously wants to have some some say into approving the the brands <laughs> and you know all that stuff. So I mean, yeah. obviously yeah. a ton left to discuss and figure out, but you yeah. know, that way if if even the you know the you know person that's really never playing you know he knows going to university his education's paid his books room and board but he's going to come away you know every every week or two weeks or month or however they want to divvy that out you know he's got some some income and you know he's not the next Jalen rose in michigan during wintertime and can't afford a fucking coat yeah <laughs> you would think yeah. you would think though it's an interesting comment because you would think that being on the basketball team that you know all the swag that they get right that they would have he would at least have a michigan like logoed <laughs> winter coat don't you think he I mean, definitely had a starter jacket let's not yeah, yeah. i mean it's like Come on. I, I, I find that i find i'm just a little find that hard to believe but i mean i but at the same point i get what he's saying like yeah but remember jalen wasn't believe. taking money like chris weber was Oh well, yeah. Well, Chris Weber should have bought him a fucking coat because he right. played as well as Chris Weber. my homie. I'm your starting point guard. Where's my coat? Yeah, I'm. Right. I'm giving you like seven, eight, nine assists a game. Come on, bro. <laughs> so, so TK, I gotta ask you since I got you here. I was hoping for the trifecta, but the Heisman committee went a different way. Uh, I, I, oh, I yeah. want to leave. Yeah. I, I want to leave. I want to leave that that long-haired fellow out of the conversation because I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you get you go and you get yourself COVID and you have to miss games. I, I don't think that's really a Heisman caliber guy. I, I don't know. Yeah. It just feels like to me, if you were following protocols and staying in your little football bubble, you wouldn't have gotten the the COVID. But anyway, that said. We have Mac, we have Devonte, we have Trevor, and we have Kyle. Do you have a Do you have a favorite for the Heisman? I I mean, I'm on record saying this several different times. I think Mac Jones is by far the the leader right now, just based on the resume that he has, the number of wins. Just he's one of those kids that. It, it's a feel good story, right? I mean, I, you can, exactly. you know, just, just go, just go stats aside, right? Just put that, put all that shit aside because let's just be honest. The Heisman trophy sometimes is all about recognition and notoriety and, and, and just a really good story. Right. And yeah. Mac Jones, I mean, you could, you couldn't fucking write a book any better than what's going on right now with him. I mean, yeah. Back up to to uh, all this stuff. He could have went. I mean, the kid is a great talent. He could have went anywhere else. He could have just decided to fold up shop and transfer, like we talked about earlier. And he decided not yeah. to. He stuck yeah. it out. Tua got hurt, and he came in and played really well. And then this year, he's playing lights out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The other side of the fucking story is he has all these all this talent around him, and there probably should have been three guys from the school that luke likes and uh <laughs> you know and it could have been it could have been a non-story right but yeah 
I mean, Mac Jones, just the the type of season that he's had, and he he just he plays well in really good situations. He, his stats speak to itself. I, I I feel like by far best player out there. I don't think I don't even know what the point is to vote. Let's just let's just do it right it now and give him give him give him the the Heisman and let's move on. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. So okay then. <laughs> well, that's a surprise. That's a surprise. No, I no, didn't know that no, was coming. No, no, no. I uh, I actually, to be fair, uh, my outspokenness has been in favor of the guy that came in fifth in voting, which is Najee. I think yeah. he's just been uh, the 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 yeoman. You know, he he has just been the workhorse for this team. Uh, you know, for the past couple of years and now has just had a blowout season and uh, he's fan, you know, he's fantastic. I also like the storyline of Devonte because we haven't had a receiver since what Desmond won it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it always, it, it's always a quarterback story, but all of that aside, because of everything that we just talked about this Mac Jones fella is a kid that he could you correct. He could have gone to any other team in the country. Well, I suppose other than Clemson, fuck them. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, started, you know, period, hands down, yep. you know, he, he could be easily on his second, finishing up his second season as a starter, but he wanted to go to Bama, believed in Bama, you know, did all the right things, did all the right things. You know, his team loves him. He's he's the consummate athlete, gentleman, leader that you that you want to see win the Heisman, and I just hope that the committee gets this one right, and a certain uh, long-haired fellow just keeps his ass in the stands. <laughs> I mean, it's, if if they do, it's if if Mac Jones doesn't get it, it should be. Uh, oh gosh, I'm having a brain fart here. The the receiver from Smith, right? Dev- Devonte Smith, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be him. It should be one of those two guys. And not like yeah. Najee Harris. So you were talking about. I mean, when it comes to Nick Saban football teams, he mm-hmm. run the football, run the football, run the football. But Najee Harris having a fucking phenomenal year in terms of <laughs> yeah. Just the, yeah, just the amount of productivity that he's having. Yeah. Um, it's just it's insane. I mean, all three of yeah. those guys probably should have been there. I I get why they didn't put all three in because folks like myself probably wouldn't have watched. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but I but with that being said, though, I absolutely have a man crush on on uh, Mac Jones. I just just because of the type of kid that he is that you were talking about, Luke. Correct. Yeah, it's just a great guy all around, and. Uh, I, I hope that there isn't the dreaded, you know, you know, one team, two candidate split kind of vote situation. Um, <laughs> and because uh, I, I mean, God, if, uh, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not, not even going to say it. <laughs> I don't think he's in New York, let alone winning. Damn. I mean, and the kid's going to make a shit ton of money at the next level anyway. So right, it's yeah. just, I hope, I hope that, uh, yeah, well, I hope Mac has a good night. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, yeah, move on and let's hope that that happens. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, have, have we had enough sports, Bobby? You have any more? 
No, you know, I was just, you know, sitting here just, you know, listening to you guys talk about the three powerhouses from Alabama. TK, what do you think as far as a draft? Do you think we'd see those three taken in, you know, the top top 10? Well, I would uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would if, if I was a GM in a league, obviously I'm not, but if uh, if I was, I mean, those would be some of the you know they would be in the top ten of probably my draft boards right now for sure. Right. I don't I don't see just statistics wise and and what they've done. And here's the thing about Alabama that everybody you know jumps up and down about and kind of gets in a, a tizzy is that they they still even though they've kind of evolved a little bit with the NCAA and how they run the spread they still they still can run and pound the football and play a little bit more of a pro style offense so. You know, anybody that comes out of there and throws up some numbers, you, you got to put them high on their draft board. You, right. do, you just have to. Yeah. Yeah, I think Najee and Devontae for sure. Uh, like I mentioned, Alex Leatherwood from their line, uh, from their offensive line, uh, no, no doubt. Um, I just hope that there is a team that sees uh, potential in Mac and gives him a shot. I'm sure there will be. I'm just not a hundred percent, you know, because he just hasn't for as good as he is for as good as he really truly is. He has not gotten the, you know, the fucking, you know, just love letters written about him that fucking other quarterbacks like, you know, Fields and Lawrence have. So, you know, I hope, I hope there's a GM out there that sees what Mac Jones truly is, which I believe is a complete package and, and gives him a shot. Here's here one one last thing and we can move on. But Mac Jones, like here's the thing about Mac Jones though, he he's the type of guy that I guarantee you sit in a room with him and he he could give a fucking shit where he goes. He's like yeah. you know what yeah. like Lawrence and Fields they're kind of more flashy. Like yeah, I want to go number one. I want to go as high as I can. I want to get as much money as I can. But just yeah. look at what Mac Jones has done at Alabama. He waited his turn. He just sat there and said yeah. you know what this is where I want to be. This is the type of offense I want to play in. This is where I want to be. I'm going to sit yeah. back. I'm going to do the best job that I can, and then I'm just going to let the chips fall where they may, and then I'm going to go into an organization, and I'm going to play my ass off. I'm going to be the best person that I can be, and he's going to end up being a good NFL player because Absolutely. he has that type of mentality. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't think we should sit here and feel sorry for Mac Jones or think that, oh, he needs to go higher than he does. He's just going to – this is the type of kid that's just going to take advantage of the opportunity that he has, and he's going to run with it, plain yeah. and simple. Predictions, guys. Predictions. Who's going to win the championship? Clemson. I mean, do I even have to answer that? <laughs> and, 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 I, tried, I tried to go I'm first. On a plane. I'm on a plane to Minnesota right now. If you're really <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> I tried to, to go first to see if I could ruffle some feathers, but that was, that was the only reason. That was the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> I have no doubt that it will be Clemson versus Alabama. What is this part five at this point? Yeah, I can't recall. Um, there were some uh, defensive red flags, obviously, when when you give up uh, what was it, forty six points to Florida. Uh -huh. uh, that is a concern. Uh, Mr. Lawrence is a good quarterback. I will give him that. Um, I. <laughs> 
I think it will. I think it will be a. <laughs> I think it will be a very, very high-scoring game, as they all have been. Well, except for that last one, we're never going to talk about that again. Uh, it'll be a close game, and uh, you know, I, I think because for the first year, for the first time facing Clemson, we have a motherfucking kicker. Will Will Riker <laughs> is rock solid. I think he's the difference in the game. Alabama wins it in a close one. TK. Well, I think uh, to kind of come full circle here, uh, I don't even think we need a four-team playoff. I don't think we need an eight-team playoff. I think we just go ahead and put Clemson versus Alabama right now, and let's just fucking play. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to throw a wrench in there. I'm going to say Ohio State upsets Clemson by three points. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. All right. But in the championship game, Alabama by 17. I got a I got a new uh I got a new segment in my podcast and it's called uh Ooh, what the fuck did they say? Damn, that's juicy. And you yeah. might be in it, homie. You might yeah. be in yeah. it. Yeah, on record. That is a swing. That is a swing, Bobby. All right. Ohio State by three. That's that's not bad. That make for that make for an interesting uh, interesting situation, yep. but you got you still have Bama though winning it, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I think Ryan Day. You know, he's you know obviously a great coach. You know, initially they said he walked in to Urban's recruits and early success and all this, but you know through COVID he kept you know he's kept his people fired up for the most part. They've had their own COVID problems, but I think yeah. Uh, against Clemson, they're going to be ready and they're going to steal it. Sweet, All right. drama, baby! I love it. So, TK was was your pick just to piss me off, or, or yeah, oh yeah, really, yeah, for uh, sure, yeah. yeah. No, I just I was just trying to ruffle some feathers, you know. No big deal. No, I got Bam, I got Bama all the way. I, there's just they have too many weapons. They have too many good players. They're good in the trenches. They're just yeah. such a physical football team. I mean, they literally this team. Like if you look at the full body of work that they've done, they can they can play any type of football that they want to play. They want to slow the game down, run an eye formation, run the ball down your throat, take time off the clock, and not let the offense get on the field. They can do that. Do they want to run and gun because they know the offense is really good or they know that the defense that they're playing against isn't all that great and our defense can stop the other team and we just go ahead and score as many fucking points as we want? We can do that too. So they they just – and Nick Saban is such a good coach. Jeez, Pete, am I really fucking saying all this shit? So Nick Nick Saban is such a good coach and he has so many good guys around him. I mean, Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator, they just – they know how to manage a football game. And I I just like whatever situation that they're in, they can adjust because they've worked on it. And it doesn't matter if they go against a team that they feel like they can shut down defensively or a team that they can, you know, score as many points as they want. They, they figure out a way to win football games and they'll do it again this year. And they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because they haven't been there last few years. Boom. And then, well, yeah, they, 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 and let's be honest, got got kicked by Clemson and then uh, missed the playoffs for the first time since the inception of the playoffs. I think uh, Nick is right where he wants them uh, yeah. headed into this whole thing. 
Absolutely. Oh. Mic drop. Let's roll. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then watch for the Urban Meyer to Michigan later this year. Later next year. Absolutely. First quarter Absolutely. next year. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, y'all, just a really quick one. I'm gonna give you an abbreviated uh uh let's end on a high note. Uh Mashable put together the top trending stories. Uh that's the shit that blew up your tweet. Uh, your Twitter feed, and did I do that well, TK? Oh, yeah, that, that was, was spot on. That was good. That was good. Uh, and in the end, uh, the the <laughs> you would you would expect the number one stories to uh, come out of entertainment and whatnot, and they did. Uh, this one was just funny because right after scientists found for the first time ever evidence of water on Mars and the moon, Cardi B and Megan the Stallion dropped Boom. wet ass pussy. And that <laughs> led to wet ass Mars and wet ass moon trending on Twitter for the better half of the year. So well done <laughs> ladies, taking it from the scientists. I love it. Kudos. <laughs> so hey, thank you to the Stutzman Group for being a fantastic sponsor, and thank you to the Gold Standard, yes. TK Goldsmith, hey, for yeah, joining thanks, us fellas. today. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's, it's always fun, and uh, uh, once I get shit figured out with uh, my podcast and and trying to get you guys on, I'll I'll definitely do that as well. It'd be a Ab good time. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you to you, Bobby. Thank you to uh mr luke mohat and you guys be well take care you've been listening to unfiltered with bobby and luke politics tech entertainment global headlines real and raw real and raw finally a podcast with real talk and no bullshit we hope you enjoyed the show but if we pissed you off that's okay too find us on facebook and twitter at bobby and luke on instagram at unfiltered with bobby and luke and on linkedin at unfiltered dash with dash bobby dash and dash luke how many dashes do we need there fellas my god anyway make sure to like rate and review and of course leave a comment and check out the website at bobbyandluke.com this is unfiltered signing off <laughs>